The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. In the old city of Yerushalayim, the city of Yerushalayim, there was a fellow by the name of Reb Nassim Grossman, a simple Jew, and he was a melacher. He was a milkman. He was a milk delivery guy, a milkman. And he would make his rounds in the city of Yerushalayim with a big, massive, you know, metal container. And he would dole out with his ladle milk to the many different homes in Yerushalayim. And it wasn't a lucrative parnasa, but it gave him enough to live a very simple life. And things were kind of okay until one day, Nassim Grossman fell ill. And now he was hospitalized and there was no one to do his route. That's, that ended his stream of parnasa. But to kind of make things worse, a fellow by the name of Pinchas Ravitz, who was his competitor, picked up his route and began to deliver milk to those same people. He heard about it when he was in the hospital, but he said, listen, you know, they have to have milk. What am I supposed to do? I can't stop him. He's not doing anything wrong. But he had no idea what would be. What's going to be with his parnasa? He's going to come out of the hospital. Who's going to support his family? Anyways, with Hashem's kindness, he had a refor shalema, and he comes home. The first night that he's home, there's a knock at the door. He goes to the door, and standing at the door is Pinchas Rabbits. And he says, he says, how can I help you? Pinchas says to him, here. And Pinchas reaches into his pocket, and he pulls out a wad of bills. And he gives it to him. He says, what is this? He says, oh, I did your route for you while you were sick. Here's the money that the people paid. No way, he said. It's not my route anymore, number one. It was my route, but you took my route. And second of all, that money is yours. You worked hard for it. He said, no way. From day number one, I never intended to take any money. I figured someone needs to be your substitute. Here, take the money. And Mr. Nussin, Rib Nussin Grossman says, I'm not taking the money. And Bichos Ravitz says, it's your money. I'm not keeping it. And they get into an argument. And they go to a Din Taira. They go to a court case to the Bezin, to the Jewish court, to adjudicate this. Who's right? Is Nassim Grossman right? That it really belongs to Pinchas Ravitz because he did the root? Or is Pinchas Ravitz right because it's Nassim Grossman's root? And the Bezdin obviously had to issue whatever the Psach Halacha, the verdict was in this case. Could you imagine? Mika Amcha Yisrael. Two people come into court fighting. What are they fighting about? Each one cares more about the other person than they care about themselves. The unbelievably inspiring and beautiful story that illustrates a person that gets this principle. Somebody that understood that Matan Torah and Mishpatim are interconnected. They're one. And that was a fellow by the name of Joseph Beda. There's a gorgeous book written about him. Joseph Beda was a special, special person. And there's one story in there which is so remarkable. Joseph Beda sold linens. And he had siyata the Shema, had a lot of Hatzlacha. Early on in his career, he connected with a company, I think it's in Bentonville, Arkansas, which was the emerging Walmart company. And they were purchasing their linen from him. And then eventually he stayed along with Walmart. And as Walmart began to explode and expand, so did his company, and he became a very wealthy person. One time, he decided he had to have an important meeting with the sales team in Bentonville, Arkansas, the Walmart sales team, so he decided to travel there. And he actually, incidentally, also asked his Rebbe, Rabbi Kanarik from Lakewood, if he could come along so he could have a chavrusa for the journey, and his Rebbe agreed. They go there, and the Rebbe comes along, they're sitting in the waiting room, I'm assuming they're learning. And all of a sudden, Joseph looks up, and he sees a man, a Jewish fellow, on the other side of the waiting room, and the man is pacing and seems so agitated. And he recognizes the man. It's his number one competitor in the United States. But Joseph was a man who had an open heart to understood the And he walks over to this man and he says to him, Brother, what's wrong? The fellow says to him, Listen, I'd been trying to get an appointment with Walmart to sell my linen to them for so long. 
And finally, they told me I could come today. It seems like there was a misunderstanding. There wasn't the meeting. And at those, during those days, it was closed. You could not get into Walmart. You had to try and try and try and try. But it was very difficult to get into the sales department. He says, I came here today. I brought my stuff and everything. I thought that the understanding was I had a meeting, but it seems like there was a misunderstanding. They would talk to me again, now, whatever it was. I'm here. I came all the way to Arkansas for nothing. And Joseph says to him, don't worry about it. I know people here. And he walks to the sales office and he knocks on the door to the director of the sales department, a fellow by the name of Frank. And he says, Frank, I need a favor. Joseph, we're supposed to meet soon. So good to see you. What's your favor before we have the meeting? He says, there's a guy out here in the hall, in the waiting room. He's my competitor, but he's a good guy. He's an honest guy. I want you to give him 15 minutes of your time. Maybe you guys can do some business together. Frank says to him, Joseph, for you I'll do anything. Tell him he could come in. Joseph goes running out to the waiting room and he says to him, you're not going to believe this. Frank wants to meet with you right now. And he goes, are you serious? But I don't have any of my samples. They're on my cart. Joseph says, don't worry. And him and Rabbi Kanarik ran downstairs to the parking lot to bring up samples from this guy's trunk so that his competitor could meet with the head of the sales department at Walmart. How does a person get to that point? How is it that you're able to get your competitor a possible edge against your company? The answer is, when you live your life with Anoichi Hashem Lekech, Hashem created the world, there's no other powers. And then your Ve'ela Hamishpatim, the way you conduct yourself in business from day to day with honesty, integrity, and Be'inadam Lechavere for another person, then you can even bring yourself to a level of Joseph Beta, which, by the way, if you haven't read the book about him, you should go out and buy the book about Joseph Beta. It'll transform your life. I think it's called the Chesed Boomerang. Bottom line is, that's Ve'ela HaMishpatim. That's how a person gets to that. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.